Belly Society, a show where two lifelong friends get together, drink beer, and bullshit. I'm Robert. I'm Angel. And today's guest is... Joe Dreams. Joe Dreams. And don't forget the Z. Man, I know. I was looking you up and I, I was messing up. I was messing up. I had to fight a Z. And then I found you. I did a lot of research today, man. You do a lot of stuff. And I, I, a lot of interesting stuff. I love the stuff with the kids. I was looking at all these videos. We'll get into what inspired that in a minute. I saw a bunch of other stuff. What about you? What What are you? What was mo- you most intrigued about? You met him in person prior to this. Uh, yeah, but that was a while ago, and you probably don't. Re- well, you definitely don't remember. But I saw you performing. Uh, you're kind of freestyling. It looked like years ago, but you were walking towards the Shell performance center mm-hmm. over there at, uh, by downtown mm-hmm. that was like about three years ago wow yeah and i think you were just coming back from a Padres game like performing on the mm-hmm. bridge or something yeah just going in between yeah yeah i first noticed you back then but wow that's crazy yeah. i see you on youtube all the time man <laughs> that's all i got is like youtube and like a little bit of netflix but netflix kind of boring we might have to cut it off <laughs> but youtube's my shit i see you come up on my feed so for people who don't know What's your background? What do you do? So here's here's how I explain Joe Dreams. So Joe Dreams is just an someone who's an average Joe who's striving to live their dreams and wants to inspire others to do the same. Perfect. Simple. Yeah. Short and simple. So you do music mostly? So yeah, that the way that I'm doing that now is yeah. through music. But as you guys know, that technology, artificial intelligence mm-hmm. is on the horizon. So I always encourage people to don't have your identity attached in a job that you have now. And what I'm going to be even encouraging students to, because if you might be going to school for something, and by the time you graduate, that career doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Yes. So just just focus on the problem in the world that you want to solve, and because that problem will always be here, and then you can adapt in the way that you go about solving that problem. So for me, the problem I want to solve is people not living their dreams, because I think that's a, a big problem. You know, we're chasing the American dream of wanting to have a that big house and a car and and those things are good to have, but I think what we should really strive for is to be fulfilled in what we do. And so that, that is what I, that's the problem that I want to solve. And the way that I do that now is through music and through a, a Live Joe Dreams podcast, which is coming soon, and you know, through, other, and through other ways. But eventually there's going to be an artificial intelligence robot who could make songs about your life in the exact way that you want to hear it, and you're going to you know stick with that and then i'll just find another way to help people who are not living their dreams you're mm. gonna adapt i like that yeah we'll all be forced to yeah sooner than we, i just saw a conference with elon musk uh, the other day they already have a a, a robot for the house that and they are about to like ship a, out like a made it's a te- it's yeah. by tesla and it's already made really like they did you know how apple had those keynotes things where they reveal the new iPhone. So yeah. the Tesla did that too. And they revealed that they have robots that go, that are built for yeah. your house and they're built for companies. They can do tasks like, you know, drink this beer, you know, or, or you know, and, and do stuff on the computer, 
and, and whatnot. And so there's a lot of jobs that are about to be replaced. And, and it's not like some sci-fi movie anymore where, oh yeah, this thing is going to happen way down there and down the line at some point. It's like, it's, happening. it's like these robots are here now. Like the Neuralink and chip in your brain is here now. It might not have you know, reached mass adoption yet, but it's already here. But well, I've seen it's, those chips yes. too, where they put in your hand and you can pay mm-hmm. with RFID it. Chips. Yeah, yeah, that's is, here. But is it like the is it like those delivery robots, little boxes, or is it like a like a human being it's, looking? Yeah, it's a, exactly. Yeah. Yes. You know, if Tesla's doing it, it's gonna look sexy, and it looks <laughs> and it looks great. And you see it, you're like, wow, that looks cool. I need one of those in my house to replace my wife who's not cooking or cleaning anymore. Oh, man, right? I knew, you know? I there goes his housekeeping job. Yeah, exactly. I knew that guy was gonna take us into the Jetsons. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, a mad, it's fact, a mad uh, man. Yeah. Matter of fact, I have a song called 2084 that was inspired by George Orwell's 1984 book, but in the future, and and talking book. about how you know and how like. Finding fulfillment in in the future where your skills are you're no longer needed, really, uh-huh. and that's going to be the question that everyone's wrestling with. Which is why I I feel confident that what we're doing with Live Joe Dreams is we're we're right now we're positioning ourselves. It's like a surfer positioning ourselves for the next huge wave that's going to be coming. Because after so many people are being displaced from their careers and their jobs, people are going to be like, okay, so what is it that I really want? And the, the 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 overall consciousness is going to go towards live show dreams, right? And so we're positioning ourselves for ahead of time, for when that does happen. And people are trying to figure out, you know, how am I going to retrain and how how am I going to you know be fulfilled? And you know, maybe the American dream wasn't you know it's not a reality anymore. Yeah. You know, and so I think living your dreams is going to be a really popular message that the culture is, is going towards once these things happen. It sounds like, it sounds depressing when you think about the robots coming out, if you're placing Oh, it's jobs, both. It's depressing just, and it's yeah. super exciting. It's like yeah. yin and yang. Yeah. It's, yeah. Both. Say, yeah. Yeah. it's both. Yeah, you it mentioned depends. 1984. Yeah. That's a depressing book. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a trippy because book. Because the, the good news is that the environment, like right now, I believe Tesla is one of the most, or if not the most profitable car company. Like you know how much a big of accomplishment that is? Like an electric vehicle, yes, the batteries is still a problem, but as far as the carbon dioxide in the air, that's a huge victory. And so things as technology improves, the planet is really gonna turn around. And the planet's gonna be a lot cleaner. Yeah. And there's you know, the water is gonna be a lot clearer. The, you know, a lot of problems, like a lot of diseases will be fixed and and starvation and there's a lot of things because when technology comes out, the bottom, the floor rises. So the poorest countries, when they get better, you know, they get better, you know, with technology. I mean, think how much they've improved just with the internet. So that's good, but at the same time, it's, there, there, it comes with new problems. Of that will that yeah. Will well, happen. everything, every every solution has, and like an aftermath effect. Either way, there's always going to be something following up, either good or bad. Charging stations, not <laughs> enough of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Another thing about Tesla is, I, I, you know, I'm all about electric vehicles, but like he said, it's always like a, a an effect that's not negative. Like not enough charging stations, batteries. What are you going to do with those dead batteries? You got to replace them. They got to go somewhere. Yeah. 
So, I mean, they'll fix it. Yeah, yeah, they'll fix it. But, I mean, that's one of the problems right now. You know what we haven't done since we started the podcast? What's that? Let's talk about beer. Mm. Can we talk about beer for a second? Oh, yes. And then we're going to jump right back at this in a sec. How about you pour and I ask you a question about beer? Well, let's. Which one are we going to open first? What's, what's in front of you? It's got the kombucha right there. This one first, yes. or do you want to try yours first? Oh, we're, we're all gonna, trying all of them. We're going to yeah. try all of them. I uh, understand now. Yeah. I see. So which one would you like to try first? Uh, I've been looking at this girl for, ah. <laughs> for the last 15 <laughs> minutes, and let's, she's been calling my name. So let's do let's this. Do if this you want to pass it to me, yeah, of course. I'll go ahead and this one here, actually, I had to go track down. Because you mentioned that you, you're a fan of kombucha, yeah. So we went yeah. out. Of, he went I out of his way. kombucha in the song. He went out of his way to get you this right here. Um, hard kombucha, watermelon mojito. Pour that. Roll. Be a an amazing guest, and we're gonna make you work. So is that your favorite? Like <laughs> kombucha? Nothing. I love anything kombucha else? because with kombucha, the I don't think people really get hangovers from kombucha, and then also it's like. I mean, alcohol is obviously poison. Let's not pretend like it's healthy. But yes. kombucha is the healthiest version of alcohol, as far as I know. So I like seltzers and kombuchas because they don't have as many carbs as like the other beers. Because you know, for me, like I, you know, I have a six pack. So like when I when I drink or eat some, like bread or carbs, I can immediately. Feel it on my stomach, and it's just like you know, it's just it just like bugs me, you know. So I don't appreciate you throwing it. You have a six yeah. pack in this conversation, okay? Yeah. We're beer belly well, society. Well, I mean, I just be seeing Michael Jackson right there, right there. So oh, maybe that's why. Yeah, right. Right. You know, you're probably the first person on this show that's had a six pack. Y- yes. Yes. Well, everyone's technically had a six pack of these, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. true, true, true. So we're gonna go ahead. Salute. Cheers. And take a sip and let me know your first thoughts. Tangy. You? Tangy. It could be a little sweeter. But it, I, it is tangy. It could be a little sweeter. Um, not a fan of it because it's watermelon, right? I, I'll drink the rest of yours. All right. Fair enough. I Go think ahead. it's very subtle, almost like uh, it makes me want it. Like if I was making a powder lemonade and I didn't put enough. Mm. That's what it, like water it, down. It so, tastes to yeah. me very light tasting. But I understand that they probably didn't put as much sugar in there because they probably because people you have to understand the reason why people drink in kombucha because yeah. it's the health minded people who gravitate towards kombucha in the first place. So having the kombucha with a lot of sugar would defeat the purpose for a lot of their customers probably. You're so it, you'd have to have something to add to it. I didn't even think yeah. about that, but you're right. Yeah, it's supposed to be a healthier version. It mm-hmm. is. It is. And nice. uh, have you even had that brand, babe? No, I haven't. No. I I usually um, I can't even remember the, the brand of it. But is it hey, local? Babe. Oh, you like it? We we met the owners at. I prefer uh, to drink local beers, beers if I can. Yeah. So that's the highlight of the show. Everything's yeah. always local. Yeah, we got to so, support San Diego. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And speaking of supporting San Diego. You're a Padres fan. Huge Padres fan. Oh, yeah. Huge. Mm-hmm. And that's how... I won today. <laughs> I haven't even checked. Uh, I'm a little upset right now because they should be in a lot better position than they are right now. Yes. Uh, 
But let's be positive here for a second. Yes. It's, it's still early. It's still kind of I think it's early. good for the team because I remember going to the Fan Fest and mm-hmm. seeing the players on stage. Mm-hmm. And that was I'm, that. And I was like, and I was concerned because, you know, everyone, because I, I, I love reading and I love learning as much as I can. And mm-hmm. I love studying people who are great at what they do. Mm-hmm. And the people who, a lot of those people in are writing books that, mm-hmm. you know, took them like 50 years and I'm like, and I read it in like five hours, you know? <laughs> right? And so, you, you'd and be putting some books down, huh? Every day. Yeah. Nice. Every single day. Be, you know, because look, if I want to live in a world where everyone's living their dreams, who do I have to become to, you know? So, speaking of books, I'm, I'm going to plug my book in real quick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, I haven't gone beyond the first chapter. And I mean, oh, we're in, it's been like two years, but it's like, it's like ADHD. <laughs> so like yeah. when I start typing, I get in the mode like, okay, two minutes of typing. I'm like, okay, I'm bored. You, you forgot to plug it. <laughs> yeah. Chapter chapter one, unfinished. Go on. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and and by the way, they were doing the interview questions, and it seemed like they were very overconfident. You know, I understand mm-hmm. that they were happy to have that success, and that you know the city has been waiting for something like that, and. This was the the, re, the 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 cold water in the face that they needed, and I believe you will see them turn their season around after this, after being humbled by the Dodgers and after being humbled by the other team, the the, the Kansas City Royals, and almost getting swept by them. And it's like, okay, now I think you're gonna see the superstars start really shining, and you know that dust come off of them. So. I'm, that's my prediction. I hope so. I yes. hope so because this team with this is the first owner GM that I've seen put so much money and get so many stars on the team since the nineties. Yeah, and I'm like, and then this should be in the way better position that they're in now. I'm hoping they turn around. Mm-hmm. What pissed me off though, as fan, as a fan, when they were losing against the Dodgers at one game. And you see uh, Tatis and all of them, like, kind of laughing in the dugout. I'm like, well, us fans are getting pissed. I'm like, come on. I understand that yeah, you got to make the best. Millions of dollars. Yeah, you got to make the best <laughs> of it. But, man, step the fuck up a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Be mad. <laughs> be mad. Yeah. And most fans are mad. Come on, be mad, you know. And put a little emotion behind it. But uh-huh. I've been I a- see. But at the same time, if they are, if they're mad, then they play at their best when they're having fun. You think so? You know what I'm saying the you Padres so? play, you know, when they had the swag chain and they put on the sombreros and That's stuff. That's true. They play at their best when they're having fun. I've not and seen so, the swag chain. Yeah. yeah. So, because when you're mad, it actually causes more of your emotional resources to be like wasted. Mm. And in a game like baseball, mm-hmm. where you need every, but where the difference between him throwing you out at first base mm-hmm. is like an inch sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like having all of having being in a productive mental state is of utmost importance, mm-hmm. especially when you're competing against a, another professional team who's doing the same, mm-hmm. you know, putting the same tricks, you know, into to winning. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be unproductive for them to be pouting mm-hmm. and to be sulking in the dugout. And then they got to try to go hit a home run against Arias. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like, or, or curse. Oh, come on now. Like, like. I, I think it, they need to be in the in the in the best emotional state as possible, you, you, even if they're down seven to nothing, to give them a shot. Like, what, remember the the Super Bowl with the Patriots were down twenty eight to three. Yeah, you didn't see Tom Brady. Oh, we're down. No, you saw him look like we're gonna win. It don't matter. Like, 
28th of is nothing. Like, you know, you and you, know, you look at the interviews when they're talking, when the players are talking about it, for no second did they have any doubt. And then what happened? You know, the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. That's yeah, true. That was against so, the Falcons, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, it, but all it had to do with their psychology and their state and their emotional state and their coach Belichick being unfazed by. <laughs> by not faced you know, by anything. That's right. Uh huh. And so, when you have a coach that's unfazed by that, then that trans it transfers over to the team. And they're able to make a comeback. So you have a, a way better mentality than I do. Because if yeah. I, if I was in professional sports and if I was in that dugout, I'd be doing Stone Cold Stunners in there. Like, what uh, the fuck's going your on? Your positivity yeah. is is like bursting out of you, man. I love it. And we're gonna you you're, you're like the type of guy I want to have around me. No, I want to get on that field, start knocking heads. Uh-huh. Nah, man. <laughs> positive brings positive feedback and positive uh-huh. like motivation. And yes. just having positive people around you, you have an idea and you feel more comfortable all of a sudden, even just to try to execute it. Yeah. When you have the right people around you. So, real That's quick. That's why it's so important. World Series. World Series prediction? Like, no, you think they're going to go to the World Series this year? You think this is the year? I believe they're capable of it. All right. And cool. I believe that this, like, like, I think what made the season great, here's, here's where I believe the Padres went all the way they did last season mm-hmm. because Tatis got suspended. Think so? That I mm-hmm. believe that was there's external forces. It's not just all about the game, and this is also what I plan on accomplishing with Slam Diego, and is when the Padres are in this rut because there are outside factors that affect the sports team in effective performance. Like when the Lakers, when Kobe Bryant died, and then coincidentally the Lakers win the championship the next year. Mm-hmm. Come on now, there's no connection between that. Mm. Or that song with the Pittsburgh Pirates, we are family, and the city rallying behind that, and then winning the World Series, right? Mm. And so yeah. I believe that, and I believe that Slam Diego really can make a difference mm-hmm. in a song, and you know, bringing my energy onto the field with Peco Park, and even when the fans are down, me going out there and having a bunch of fun and lifting their spirits, and then they can transfer that energy into the players. And when the players, are, when the people are having fun and the players are having fun. That's when Juan Soto. That's the culture of of Slam Diego. What made them do that? Like you know, they're you know Tatis is going and skipping the base, and mm-hmm. and then uh, they're you know they're spinning the chain or they're putting on the sombreros and they're taking photos in the dugout, and, and that's when they have that's when they build too. momentum, and that's when they really start bringing it in. But when they're like, when they're frustrated. That's when they suck even harder oh. when they're frustrated. <laughs> I want to. You know? I just want to see a little bit of a little anger. That's a. And you guys want to see that they care. You, you yeah. want to show that yes. you want them to show you that they care. But I, I really think what's the, what's the frustrating part that that's frustrating is that it really does seem like they're trying their hardest. It really does seem like it, and they're still and they were still losing. So that's what made it even more frustrating because it's like they're trying when you're trying your hardest. It's just like when you're like chasing your dream. If you're trying your hardest on the content. And it's still not performing well. That that discourages a lot of people and gets them to quit. And and they might have been so close to finally figuring out their formula if they just kept going, just just a few more episodes, just a few more. And so that's why that's why that's one of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing, and that I want to perform in the stadium because I want to show people that look, I performed outside and mm-hmm. I, I emailed them a million times didn't get any responses back you know I went to here you know I tried to set this appointment I you know I, I showed up at all these games and then often no 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 or I have to ignore 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 and find and still find a way to get in there 
And I think that would really inspire a lot of people mm-hmm. to to stick to the process and trust the process and, and keep going because you never know how close you you are to having your breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And so many people give up, you know, right before they they have that breakthrough because they they lost their patience. So well, and you got some lot of positive feedback for some players too. Yes, yeah. I got shot out by Joe Musgrove. Yeah, that, that was, was nice. super cool. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I'm yeah. like, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty uh-huh. cool. And uh, I got a question. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> one, one of, of my thirty. Let me take another sip before. Well, <laughs> related to baseball. Uh-huh. Now, you travel. I've seen videos of you at at other stadiums. Mm-hmm. You sing and you do your thing. Oh yeah, I saw a video. Of you almost getting into it. Well, he was pushing you around. Oh yes, like. So let's talk about traveling because I got a follow up question after that. Yeah. So when the Padres made the playoffs last year, so. First off, Live Joe Dreams, if you see on my shirt, uh-huh. this is me jumping off a cliff. Right? Ah, and so the, the little. I fell the, off a cliff, so mine would have been more. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. No, but it was a true that story. I fell. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in. I, I was, so I had just gotten fired from my insurance job because before I was doing what I was doing, I, I worked all kinds of jobs from. Working at Subway into being a licensed insurance agent, you know, went yeah. to college and got my degree and all that stuff too. And I, after I got fired, I was like, okay, like, what do I want to do next? And I really felt like I needed to take a, a break, a reset. And so I decided to take a road trip. And while I was on that road trip, I decided to go up the west coast of California. Uh-huh. And I, when I went to Oregon, I found out about this place called Crater Lake. Like, there was like this volcano that's dormant. And there's a lake in the mouth of the volcano. I'm like, I want to check that out while I'm up here. So I go on that, I go to the volcano and I'm on a hike and I'm hiking down. And then at the mouth, at the lips of the mouth of the volcano, there's a, there's a cliff. And I saw like a a group of people gathered at the bottom of the cliff, Uh but nobody was jumping off of it. And then as soon as I, I get down to the bottom, I, I felt like the voice of God was like, jump. Right. (laughs) And so like, I, you know, I took off my, my shirt and everything. I'm like, Five, four, three, two, one. You know, I count down. You know, just to to do it, and I'm like, live your dreams. And you know, I took a, took a leap. And then what was then what happened afterwards was pretty cool. Is that everyone else started jumping? Mm-hmm. Even the kids started jumping because they just needed to, to see somebody do it. Uh huh. And and then and Every, then they felt comfortable doing it afterwards. And everybody so, was like, oh, I, yes. Well, I wonder what it'd be like. Mm-hmm. And then they <laughs> saw me do it, and then oh, he survived and he had a good time. Now I feel comfortable doing it. Uh huh. And so. When I got back to the back to the top after I swam out the water, there's this this old lady came up to me like I got your photo photo you know and uh-huh. I'm like let me see and I'm like send me that right send me that and uh-huh. then I turned that into the symbol for live Joe dreams because it's all about taking a leap of faith you know and then nice. it inspires other people to do that too and so since that's what I live by when the Padres made the playoffs and they're going to New York. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a leap of faith and I'm going to go out there into enemy territory. And I'm going to perform Slam Diego out there. Oh, man. In front of their stadium, like I've been doing at Peco Park. And one, I know I'm going to get some amazing content, right? Yeah. Two, I'm going to toughen my skin because I believe in myself and I believe I'm, you know, going to get to where I'm going to, where I'm going to get to. And whenever you're at that level, you're going to get a lot of hate, right? And so this would be a good opportunity for me to to thicken my skin. Yeah. Right? And then three, 
this is, you know, you know this, I want to go see New York, you know, it's a nice place, you know, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool spot. And, and I, you know, I just felt compelled to, to do that. And I was thinking, Hey, Hey, maybe I'll get an opportunity to, you know, somehow connect with the Padres while I'm out there or whatever, uh-huh. which ended up being an opportunity because the news re- was trying to find Padre fans to interview in Philadelphia. And then once I posted my video, from you know Philadelphia, then the news read. I had two different news channels in two different days, back to back days, and I was on the news twice. Huh. You know, just from from taking that leap of faith, and and I and I don't know if you're familiar with you know Christianity or whatever, but in the Bible, God is always rewarding faith. That's yeah. He's without faith, it is impossible to please God, and there's a reason for that because when you have faith and when you act, when you're not sure. If if this is true or not, if when you're not sure if this is gonna work out or not, it's it does something to where God will send the people and the circumstances to make whatever you're happening happen when you act out of faith. Yeah. Like for example, I went out there and I you know I got the content and then on after game two of the series in Philadelphia, then. Uh, one of the Philadelphia fans unplugged. Well, he like fucked up my speaker and 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 broke it. And so I so I'm like I have another day out here, and I got this broken speaker, and it's not I can't and I, there's no way for me to fix it. So what right? did you do? And so what I did was I, I went back on the 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 subway and and oh sorry this is in Philadelphia yeah well I did Philadelphia and New York and I, and I I was like you know what am I gonna do next? And then there were some Padre fans on the subway. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, man, tough game. They're like, yeah, tough game. And they say, hey, are you going to tomorrow's game? I was like, no, I don't have tickets. And they're like, hey, we actually have another ticket. You want to come? And so I'm like, okay, look, God is still, God is, you know, still looking after me, you know, while I'm here. And then I end up getting to go to game three. So it didn't matter if I could perform or not, because I was going into the game. Yeah. Right. And so and so that was a, a whole connection, you know, made. And I was like, wow, you know, thank God. And and then and then when at from New York, I know I'm bouncing between Philadelphia and New York. At the at what happened when the video they pushed me, that was the third day. That was after they gotten eliminated, right? And so that was at the very end of the trip. So it was almost like God was saying, "Okay, I'm going to see if Joe's going to be faithful to the very end, and then I'm going to reward him with a moment that has gotten over twenty something million. 30, maybe even 30 million views across social media of, of being reposted on on different sites and you know it got 22 million on my my Facebook and and since Facebook was paying at that time the video in and of itself ended up getting all my money back that I spent on the trip uh-huh. <laughs> right there you go and it was like aha you know what I'm saying and so God rewards faith yeah and when you when you act out of faith then the good things happen and so nice nice. Yeah, I want to jump into the next beer or kombucha that we have here. So this one is June Shine Hard Kombucha Mango Daydream. I can only imagine why you picked that flavor. (laughs) 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 So we're going to jump into this one here. And you know what? I like the way they sound, man. I I personally like the rate the pop on the cans. Some what? of them pop differently, man. That's interesting. Yeah, they do. You know I what? paid attention to that. That is actually interesting. And that is an opportunity for an alcohol company to do something, to make a can that has a certain sound mm-hmm. or yeah. a certain type of thing when you open it. 
that would be a special to turn your beer into an experience. Uh-huh. That would actually be a really cool thing. No. This I don't know. <laughs> there you go. I, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I hear. I heard this one, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Whatever. I like the little things. Little things make me happy. So we have. We're gonna try this one out. I'm gonna do first little taste on this one. Well, this one smells better than the other one, I think. Maybe I like mango more. I didn't like it. This one's it's too strong. This one's strong. Pineapple, huh? Yeah. It's, to me, it's too strong. Too strong? Right. Maybe it'll be an acquired taste. Maybe that's the first punch is the hardest one to hit to take. Sometimes um, we got some IPAs that are like that, where the first one is like, holy shit. And then, how was that second taste? <laughs> was it any better? Nah, it's still, it's still really strong. You know what, man? Next time we're going to invite you out to like Original 40 or somewhere nearby here, and we're going to try some beers. We have, right now, we brought one from Original 40, right? Original 40? Yes. Mm-hmm. And we're hoping that we're that you're going to try that one out and let us know what you think, too. Maybe happy okay. to try a little sip. You know? Perfect, perfect. So, so, like I was saying, like with the carbs and everything. That's why I, I like the kombucha. Give me a little shot. You yeah, know, I'll have yeah. a little sample of it. Yeah, um, but I will finish it though. Oh. I like it enough to finish it. Okay, but I, I, if I had to go to a bar and try it, I wouldn't pick this flavor. Is just this. T- I know there's some people who gravitate towards the strong. You know, they, they like that. Yeah. That's just not for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's not good at all. And, and that's, that's something. That's yeah. something we say here yeah. all the time because yeah. it's. I like IPAs, and he likes darker beers. And at the end of the day, we have our opinions when we drink. Yeah, everyone has a different tongue. Mm -hmm. So it's not a bad thing if we don't like it. (laughs) I caught that on camera, hopefully. (laughs) So we always say, everybody, when we give our opinion, even if we rate something a one, you could try it, and that could be a five for you. We do a one to five rating. So yeah. uh, real quick, actually, we didn't even do a rating on the first one. Uh, overall, one to five. What do you think about the babe? Uh, for the babe? Yeah. I say a three and a half. Three and a half? For this one, I say two and a half. But that's just my personal preference. So three and a half for a babe. Now, and- you know what? I'll Actually, you know what? Let me, let me put that to like a 3.75 <laughs> because it's healthy. So okay. to me... Be, when it comes to the taste, that's one thing. But me knowing that it's kind of healthy, minus the poison, of yes. course. <laughs> you know, um, that that does make me feel better about the product. All right, all right. Cool. So I rate, I definitely, I'm going to be super fair and just say uh, three for both of them. Three and three. Uh, which is, for in my opinion, usually when we rate something three, it's, it's it's right. average. Mm-hmm. It's something I could drink. Somebody hands me this at a party. I'm gonna drink it. I'm not gonna snuff it and say no. Um, it's good. And they're. I was looking at the percentages. They're not that low. They're, they're they decent. got it going on It'll for buzz. Yeah, for something yeah. healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't usually associate healthy with good time, uh-huh. <laughs> but but that's that's all a mental thing. Yeah. And that's something I had to rework because. Remember, avoid pain, gain pleasure, right? So, because uh-huh. if we associate healthy things with something that's painful, then we're more likely to avoid doing something healthy. But if we can just program our own mind to be like to to, to reverse that, then how much better off will we be? 
You're right, because every time I think about going to the gym, all I could think of is like one instance where I felt really awkward. Yeah. And that was it. That just keeps me away from the gym. Mm-hmm. I pay for the gym every month. Uh-huh. For like past because two it, years. You st- <laughs> because it still gives you the feeling that I'm doing something about my health. Uh-huh. But yeah, I never uh-huh. step foot in it. I see. Because I'm terrified because, of that yeah, thought. Because more pain. So then you have to... So there's actually this exercise... And um, that I that I I found out about in this book, and what it says is, you write down what the what the pain is. You write down the worst thing that why you don't do it, right? Uh-huh. Writing it down that because it caused you to to process, and then you you say, okay, what is the worst thing that's going to happen if I don't go to the gym? Also write that down, and they say like set like a two minutes timer, right, or something like that, and just write. Write down, and then you and then you write down like what is the pleasure that I'll have if I do it, you know, and then it 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 it, it kind of helps once again looking underneath the bed at the boogeyman. Yeah, we all know he ain't uh-huh. there, but once I look, I'm more comfortable. <laughs> uh huh. Because when it's something that you want to do, like let's say go to the bar, like you're like, oh, I'm just gonna go to the bar. But if you say like go to the gym, you're like, okay, first I gotta get dressed, then I gotta. Do this, and then I got to do that, and do that. So when 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 we associate with something painful in our mind, we we complicate it in our head. But like let's say like somebody who doesn't want to go to the bar and wants to go to the gym. When you say go to the bar, like oh well, the, the, how they're gonna explain it is well oh I gotta you know get dressed and then I gotta like do this and then the people at the bar might be drunk and some stuff's gonna be happening and see how they add those same steps yeah in their mind towards the same activity yeah. Uh, but when it comes to something, oh, I'm just gonna go to the gym. Yeah, I'm just gonna get my workout in and go home. You know, and have you know. It's, but but just what they associate in their mind determines on how they, how they how they look at it. Yeah, for sure. I I have I I can work on that. Something I need to work on. But maybe I can. You can recommend a good book that I can hear on audio. More <laughs> <laughs> well, an audio type. The most guy. important thing is why. Yeah. Is is the having a strong reason why? I mentioned why you, mentioned, you need to. Do you mentioned it. that book earlier. I think it's the, you said start, start with, with why. why? Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. it down like it's it. one of the most important books ever. Because if I came on this podcast say, "Oh, I'm a hip hop artist," like people watching, like, "Cool, I, I know a hundred thousand hip hop artists." Uh huh. You know what I mean? But if I'm saying, "Here's why I'm doing what I'm doing," because I want everyone to live their dream. Because I know the pain of not living my dreams and how that felt, and I want no one to feel that. And I know the pleasure of living my dreams. I want everyone to feel that. And the way that I do that is through music. Now people know that. Now, now people know why I'm doing it. Then there's that connection to the people who are also striving to live their dreams and be like, "That's my guy." Yeah. Right. And so, and that's what you want because you get enough of those people. That's my guy. Then the early majority, when it comes to a thing, something becoming a movement, first you have to you have your innovators, which are two percent of the population, yeah. and then you have your early adopters. And the early adopters are the ones you want to aim for. And then you have the early majority, and then the late majority, and then the laggers. Like, and these are the people who, like what the book ex- explains, of like they, they only got an iPhone because they don't make smartphones anymore. Right? Those are the, those uh-huh. people. And then the people who slept in line, or slept in line overnight to be first to have iPhone, who were those people? They were the early adopters. Yeah. Right? And so... So we're all on different parts of that on that range when it comes to different products or different things, but but um, when you start with why you do what you do, it allows you to to attract 
those early adopters. And once you hit like 15 to 18% of the market penetration, then the early majority, then it becomes, it blows up. You know, yeah. and that's, and that's what I'm working on right now is that's why I started something called dream is only of people who are striving to live their dreams and, you know, want to inspire others to do the same thing. And so this like a networking event that I'm, that I've been putting on like every week, but now we're switching it to every other week to like, you know, get more people to come to each one. Yeah. And so I'm just, I have these golden tickets that whenever I meet people who that I see that are striving to live their dreams, I give them a golden ticket with the dream is only and, you know, and I invite them to come through and cause I just want to, I just want to be around those type of people too, because they say you become like the five people you spend the most time with. And so I'm like, okay, well, if I become like five people I spend time with, then who do I want to be around? Right. I want to be around people who are like, you know, superstars in their own right or, or in whatever field they're in, because if I'm around them, then there's a good chance I'm going to absorb their ideas, their mannerisms, yeah. and maybe even get unconscious competence, you know, just being around them. Yeah, yeah. And, they're, and they're more likely to be encouraging people. Because if I'm around people who I describe as sleepers, right, there's like dreamers and then there's sleepers, right? Like people who like are thinking about living their dream or, or, or and they're more likely to discourage you or, or, or to highlight or to ask you questions like, oh, so what if it doesn't work out? Or what if all oh, this, this thing, this bad thing happens? But when you're around other dreamers, they're like, so what are you going to do after you win a Grammy? How are you going to celebrate? Uh-huh. You know, like those are the type of questions that dreamers ask and sleepers like ask me like, you know, what is, you know, well, what if this person doesn't like it? Or what if you mess up? Or what if, you know, you, you don't, you know, what do you do then? What would you do if you weren't, an, or, you know? It's it's really it is a, a big difference. So when I have the right yeah. people around me, mm-hmm. I get further ahead in everything I want to do. That's right. And you're you're absolutely right about that. That's right. And so instead of me just you know hoping that they come along, I'm like I need to be intentional about yeah. attracting these people uh-huh. and and speaking to these people. So I literally started a whole group, and it's gonna be a, it's a merchandise. And it's, you know it's it's gonna be it's everything. I have a song that I made last night, a dreamers only song, uh-huh. and, you know, to help go out there into the world. And then people who believe that the world would be a better place if everyone was living their dreams will hear that and be like, "I'm a part of that." Yeah. And I'm gonna use my gifts and my talents to pour into that cause. And once we reach 15 to 18 percent, right, then it's gonna be a worldwide trend. Yeah. That's just how it works. It's called the law of the fusion of innovation. And whenever you follow a law, it's gonna work because it's it's just a law, right? You know, uh-huh. and so that's that's what that's why that's another reason why I say yes to these podcasts because I know there's somebody might be listening who believes that. And because podcasts gives me an opportunity to, to tell people why I do what I do and to, to attract other people and to give out some information that's gonna help people live their dreams. Yeah. No, man, we appreciate you. And I you know what I I think that we're gonna be we're gonna be reaching out again because I really like your positive attitude about everything, and I need you around me. I've said it a couple of times already. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta motivate me, bro. Elon must make a, a Joe Dreams robot. Uh, you know, <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna do this. I got I have a question, which now, I after listening to you, I kind of know the answer already, but I wrote it down. Okay, why not? You know, and I just want to say I used it. It's actually two questions in one. So how do you deal with like Karens and crazies and 
all the like the crazy stuff, but I kind of get it now. Just having this conversation, I don't think anybody. It, there's nothing they can do to bug you. I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, am I reading it right? Two things, right. <clears throat> so there's two things. One, there's I believe, and I learned this through through Tony Robbins' work. Uh-huh. He's like a super big person in the the self help personal I, development space. I, I, I've seen a few of his videos. So. Life happens for me, not to me. Yeah. I believe God has a plan and you know, God is outside of time. So my life has already been over as far as he's concerned. And, and the reason why he has us all here is to help solve a certain problem in the world and to do something. So I believe that my destiny is already, you know, and God, and how do you know what your destiny is? Well, what are the gifts that God gave you? Because that's an indicator of where you should go. Uh-huh. Right? And so since I believe that life happens for me, I know that. God has sent these people here. So why would I be mad that God has sent these people here? Because I know God is, is, he's like, Joe, I have a plan for you, and I'm sending these things in here to get towards the plan. And you've all heard the, experience, the expression that the Lord works in mysterious ways. Yeah. It might, might be the way that, that is sunshine and rainbows all the time, but it'll be the way that, that needs to happen, right? And so that's the first belief. And then the second belief is, well, and the second thing is, well, what does it mean? Because we can't control what people do around us. We can't control the weather. We can't control our health all the time. We can't control a lot of things in the world. But what we can control is what does this mean? Yeah. What does this mean? Is this person disrespecting me? Or are they giving me the opportunity in my lifetime because I got my camera on? Ah. Right? Because if yeah. I believe that this person is disrespecting me, then how am I going to react to that? Positively yeah. or negatively? Most likely negatively. Negatively. Is that going to help my career or hurt my career? Uh-huh. Right? So, But if I believe that, ooh, this is a great opportunity, then, then how am I going to respond in that situation? In a positive manner. Right. And now is this going to help me or hurt me? If you react positively, yes. it's going to What does it mean? You get to decide what it means. Yeah. It's up to you. And, what, and, a, and a lot of... The, the, what determines what you come up with the meaning is your emotional state. Because let's say that somebody splashed some water on your face right after you woke up. You'd probably be irritated. But let's say it was your birthday and you just got done celebrating and then someone splashed water in your face. It'd be funny. Yeah. Depending on when it happened and what emotional state you were in. Yeah. Or maybe it was like a lover and you guys were making love and then she did it. It'd be like funny. It'd be fun. Uh-huh. Might even be a turn on. Yeah. Right. But it's just when it happens. And so your emotional state determines on it's like a sunglasses that that filter everything that happened in your world and what it means. And so that's another reason why I, I, I really I love my music is because I don't just see my music as music. I see my music as tools for me, for my mind to live my dreams. And that's my intention of going into it. Like my song Grateful. I listen to that song all the time. And like. Me being grateful, you know, with the melody sticks in my head and it actually legitimately helps me live my dreams. Like all my songs, like, you know, I have some haters in the comment section. I listen to anyways because it goes like they don't try to screw you over, curse you like some voodoo. They don't judge you with a gavel, stab you in the back or shoot you. Do you anyways, anyways, you know, hearing hearing that and just putting that in my subconscious mind and listening to like Joe dreams all day, you know, like. It's just really it's it, it equips me, yeah, you know, and it, and it helps me overcome anything that the world life throws at me because 
I, I just turned trash in a treasure. I see it as a, I say, okay, well, God obviously knew this was going to happen. He caused this to, you know, he, you know, allowed this. So he must want me to make a song about this. Oh, man, that's right? such a positive way to think about shit. Yeah. Well, it's more practical than positive. Uh-huh. Right? It's more practical because, like, we torture ourselves with the things that happen in life. Like, even if you get sick, what's worse than being sick? Being sick and being in a negative mindset. Because what happens when we're in a negative mindset? Do our bodies function better or do they function worse? Usually worse. And if you're sick, what is the last thing that you want your body to be doing? Functioning worse. Man. So the, to give yourself, if I had a cold, the, to give yourself the best shot, you get to you have to choose an empowering meaning. What does this mean? Maybe I've been working too hard and God wants me to take a break. And he wants me to think of some things. Maybe there's an idea that he wants to give me. Maybe the I'm the I'm gonna meet the love of my life is this nurse. Yeah. Maybe I'm gonna meet my team, my next teammate who's gonna be a part of the the Live Joe Dreams movement at this hospital while I'm using the restroom. Yeah. It's you know, it's just up to you. And then when I have that mindset, then I'm going in here like, okay, I'm supposed to be here for some reason. And when, versus like, why does this always happen to me? You know I've what I'm had, saying? Like, you know, why, why God? Why did you make this? So when you start going into that, then you torture yourself. And then you, 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 you only, you know, make your chances of recovering less likely. I've had occasions when I, when I think of why, why this happened. And I, if I'm positive about it, something positive comes out. There you go. Yeah, I was... I've had a lot of occasions like that, and you're sure right. You're really right when you're thinking negatively; it just automatically just just falls in that category, no matter. And what. not only does it have a negative impact on you, but we're social animals. Yeah, and my mood, you know, like if you had a negative person, even if they weren't a part of this podcast, they were standing there. After a few minutes, our mood is going to be impacted by through osmosis. Yeah, right. right. And so, our, our mood and our emotions in the state we're in. Have a have a vast impact on other people, even unconsciously. Yeah. Right. And so, that's it's really important. It, you know, it's very practical. You know, it, it, to get certain results. Uh huh. You know, like you know, like 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 we were talking about the Padres earlier. When they're in a better state of mind, they do better when they're having fun. You know, they, that's just, they just play it better. We're gonna work on Angel on state on his state of mind. <laughs> we it just want depends to on what positive. does it mean. Yeah, don't try to be positive. Just be like, what does this mean? And like, what could, you know, like, even if somebody splashed beer on me or whatever, you know, maybe like, what does this mean? Like, like maybe, you know, you know, great content or, you know, is this like an opportunity to to understand like what made this person do that? Or yeah. is this an opportunity for me to get some resources through a lawsuit? Or is this an opportunity to... You know, you know, just thinking about what could be good about this, and just asking those, asking the question is so important because questions control focus. Like I can make you guys feel good by asking you a question, like, like, hey, what are you guys really proud of? And you start thinking about, like, hey, well, I did well in school. You know, I was a good father. You know, I'm a good husband, and and all of a sudden, now your emotions are in a different spot just by me asking that question. Uh-huh. So, it's really that's really really important. Is what questions are you asking yourself? Because that determines what you're focused on, and what you're focused on determines how you feel. I I remember just a couple of weeks ago, I had a, I had somebody spill a beer on me at a concert, uh-huh. and I and I 
and I usually try not to let too much shit happen to mm-hmm. like that. Like I try to not let it bug me. And I was like, well, earlier that night, just I like how everything lined up because earlier that night we were at a at a uh, brewery and they gave me a shirt. So I had an extra shirt. Nice, perfect. And so I was like, well, that worked out. Yeah, <laughs> and I just kept the just kept the night kept going. The night going, there you, you know? go. And so I I like how it worked out. That's perfect. I got a earlier tonight. I got set up for that. <laughs> See, that's a perfect example. Yeah. So the last beer, because we're running short on time now. The last beer that we have now. This is a beer. No more kombucha. We're gonna give you a little taster, and you can let us know. Uh, this is from Original Forty. Space Metal Fantasy Volume Dos. Well, that's a cool title. You know? Check out the graphics. I love graphics, man. You know what? That is a very attractive beer. It I will makes, say, for, for the just off of looking at the can, it makes you want to taste it. Don't it? I, I keep saying it, and that's the way I describe it all the time to me. If it looks inviting, I want to try it. If it just looks plain and blah, I'm like, yeah. Well, that's why I got it. Because I knew you like graphics, yeah, dude, so that looked, that was the sexiest can in the I'm already fridge. excited, so this this one hopefully you like it. Um, we is it, we're gonna turn that six pack into a four pack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably gonna take a little more than just a taster. Yeah, um, I'm gonna let you just pour however much you want in there because I don't want to overdo it for you. Um, I got like one final question personally. Um, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier. You do a lot of stuff with kids. Can you Actually, tell? This is my favorite one so far. Is it? Yeah. And it's beer. Yeah. Oh, man. The rest? A little bit. I'm okay because oh, I got to okay. drive after this. I like the way it smells. What is it exactly? And what percentage is it? It's a double dry hopped West Coast double IPA. Oh, that's why it's I a love good balance it. between the strong. And the bitter, uh-huh. it has a good balance between both, and I could taste both. And it's you know, it's, it's, I would say this one was a four, a four, or maybe even a five. Honestly, ah, yeah, I like this one, but actually, I would give it a four because it probably got a lot of carbs in it. And to me, the health has an impact on the score, not just the taste. The health has a, so, See, that's a new judging category for us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I'm I'm looking at it holistically. Yeah, so yeah, I really like the beer. It's yeah. right up my alley on beers that I like. I think it's solid. Yeah, um, with the starting for the graphics, it was inviting. I'm trying it. It was nice, crisp. It was just at eight point four percent. It's definitely a beer that I can, I can, I can drink, and I'd be worried about having the second one. Yeah. So, out of me, it gets a four and a half. Okay, that's fair. Angel, you haven't really rated much because I kind of understood your opinion that you just didn't like those guys over there. Mm-hmm. So we're going to let you rate this one. A four. Four. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we got to save the best for last. <laughs> ah, yep. So kids, man, you do you work with kids a lot. Absolutely. What, what Be- do you got going on? So one of the reasons why I love working with kids is, is uh, two, two, main, two main reasons. Is one... Because kids are curious, they're courageous. Yeah, they are. Uh, they they are, you know, like they like fun. And so me, I haven't lost that since I was a kid. Yeah, a lot of people lose that in their imagination, right? And those are very important qualities, and that 
that somehow I've been able to retain yeah. that uh, the most people have but lose. But that's very important. That's your true essence, right? Yeah. Because, you know, over years of people doubting you and, and failing and, you know, and, and reality setting in, then, then you know, you become more realistic. You know? uh-huh. And a lot of people lose those qualities. And, and I like reaching. And, the, and then secondly... And so, so first off, that that uh, my spirit naturally resonates with the younger generation more than it does with the with adults. Yeah, just just because that I've been able to maintain that. So there's one, and then also it's cool because adults who enjoy my who come to my events, it gives them an opportunity to kind of go back to childhood. And you know, when I'm over there doing my thing on stage, then it kind of gives them permission to to be there to, to go to, back to their natural essence, yeah. right? When they were dreaming big and they were asking questions, and they were because a kid will dance in front of a whole crowd of people and not even care, right? But yeah. then what happens when they get in middle school and high school? They don't do that anymore. They develop. You turn into life. angel. I can't remember the last. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And so, so I, I want to reach them when they're when they're there, so they don't lose that. Yeah, and, and then also reaching adults and maybe helping some get you know get back to that. But it's it's better, especially because I see live your dreams as a cause, uh-huh. and so I I want to aim at the younger generation. And the same and the second thing is that people are like clay, and the younger we are, the softer the clay is, and the yeah. older we are, once that clay forms into a shape, it tends to stay in that shape. You know, it might take a tremendous amount of when you're the older you get, the harder it is to to mold that clay. Yeah. And so if I can reach these kids while they're still young and talking about the importance of why uh-huh. living your dreams, uh, living your dreams is more important than the American dream, Yeah. right? And and get that into their brains through music. And that'll stick in their head these melodies. They'll be singing in the shower uh-huh. and, and, and stay in their head. Then they have a better chance of maintaining those qualities and their true essence that they have so then they can better succeed when they become adults and so those that's one of the reasons why i like going to schools because you know i really feel like you can really reach these kids and really you know real in a real way versus yeah. some 75 year old who like live my dreams i already gave up on that thing 30 years ago i'm i'm, I'm, I'm done yeah you know i don't care exactly you know but it, a kid it, is like well, well oh okay you know it's different and so i i really like have i like really like being in that that spot yeah, yeah, and it's a great That's opportunity cool. for me to practice, and and to communicate my cause clearly, and and learning how to communicate in simple language, like even Einstein. I think there's a an Einstein quote that if you can't explain something simply, you don't understand it, and you don't really understand <laughs> it. And so, if to really get kids to understand the five secrets of living your dreams, right, and to really get that to where they can memorize it, and not only just memorize it, but know it enough to take action on it and get results. And that's that's the goal when I when I go there. And so it's like, okay, so how can I craft my message and everything like that so that these middle schoolers and elementary school kids will get it. Yeah. Right? Because they're not they have their brain hasn't developed all the way yet. So but that's really important for me learning how to, you know, give speeches because I believe I'll be in a position where I'm speaking to you know a lot of people at once and so by me by me getting the opportunities to practice in front of each you know school assembly and seeing the patterns of this younger generation and getting to understand the the general personality of Gen Z and and how to reach them and you know what 
you know, what, what motivates them and, and just learning about that, you know, learning about them through that. I, I really feel like it's really equipping me for whatever the purpose that God has for my life. You live every day with intent. I love that. Like you wake up every day and everything you do is for with purpose. Absolutely. I, I like it. I like it, man. Man, so we went over our time. <laughs> the the stopwatch right. stopped like 15 minutes ago. That's oh, fine. and the, the last fine. reason why with kids, I mean, we're already here. Ah, yeah. Hey. yeah, the we, last reason we can stay here is because <laughs> what I want to do is I... I want to pave a way, just like what Eminem did for like white rappers. Uh-huh. I want to do that. I imagine, just like what Elon, that's why I'm so inspired by what Elon Musk does with electric cars, because like, think about the odds of what he did with electric vehicles. And to make that one of the number one car companies and like the impact that it has on the planet, it's like such a big deal. And what I want to do for the hip hop genre specifically is to do the same thing that Elon did with electric cars, but with positive music to outsell the, the current lifestyle that's being jammed down the throats of these young generation. It just breaks my heart to see them, you know, these little kids on TikTok and they're yeah. just receiving these negative messages all the time. And I just I feel like I gotta do something about it. You know, that's what I really that's what I really like, you know, going there. It's like I get to, to give them something else for the one time. That they're gonna hear something different, you know, because they might grow up in the family. They're not gonna hear anything else. They're not gonna get another alternative. And so I treat every school assembly like very seriously, man. When I'm out there, and and I believe I have the chance to win and to yeah. inspire other people to to do this and to outsell them because you can bring your whole family to a Live Joe Dreams event. You can't bring your whole family to any almost any other rap event. And I believe we are going to be more profitable and we're going to be the one of the biggest hip-hop brands and rap brands that, that history has ever seen. I really believe that. And I believe we're going to inspire a whole generation of people to do something positive and, that, and, and to make an impact on the world because hip-hop is the most popular genre of music right now. And 90% of the, the rap out there is just terrible for your mind. Yeah. And it just ruins it because of the type of lifestyle that they're preaching and those, in those music videos and everything like that. And they're exploiting their community for profit. And, it's, and that bothers me. And I feel like I need to get involved and do something about it. And that's what strives, that's what gets me to strive to go out there every game, you know, every Padre game, every, everywhere. And post every day because if I'm not doing it, they're just gonna see some little rapper and they're gonna be effed up in the mind, just like I was when I was their age. You know what I'm saying? Until I got exposed to this other stuff, and so that's why I, I want to be out there. You know what I'm saying? That's why. Man, and every day it shows everything, all the content <sighs> I've seen. It's all yeah. You, you do it and you're making it happen. You don't just yeah. talk about it. You execute it. And you live every day with purpose, and I love it. Yeah. So, man, I'm really glad you came to see us today, man. Whew. I I didn't even I didn't even know we were going in this direction for our for our show today, and I think that everything happened with the purpose, and you were here for a reason today. Absolutely. So, with that said, 
Oh yeah, right. you can find me on Instagram at Joe Dreams, Spotify Joe Dreams. Don't forget the Z. Don't forget the Z. Yeah. Anything else? Any any anybody you you like to work with or you have close with? Well, well, I'll say is if you're someone who's striving to live your dreams, then and uh, DM me on Instagram and then I could get you plugged into our community. Nice, nice, man. So we're gonna call this a show today. Yes. And we're going to hopefully have you back on one day if you give us the pleasure. <laughs> We'd appreciate it. But as always, thank you for joining the society. <laughs> thank you. Bye. <laughs>